Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network. Hope wherever you are and wherever you're listening, you are having a fantastic start to your Friday and to your weekend. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Talking Chop Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast all at TalkingChop.com, at Talking Chop across all forms of social media, and in general, wherever you get your podcast. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at Stats. SAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So yes, we are still currently obviously going to be, you know, in the middle of the MLB lockout for quite a bit of time as it was revealed earlier this week that things between the MLB Players Association and MLB itself, it really is not expected for negotiations or talks at all to really start to pick up until January. It did seem as if there was a, a small, you know, not really significant meeting yesterday discussing things outside of the core issues, the, you know, gist of, of what needs to be discussed to get the lockout taken care of. So there's very little progress at all that's been made, you know, since the lockout, uh, you know, went into effect on December 1st, but we do at least know that there does seem to be further indication that it's going to be a bit of time before things really start to pick up. Many had anticipated it would be the middle to late January before that would occur, and that certainly still seems to be the case. But while there's not much going on right now, one thing that I can certainly say is, is that though we wish that this could be like any other year. This typically is the time of year where there is plenty of exciting stuff going on when it comes to Major League Baseball, and it's because of the aftermath of the winter meetings. I've, I've mentioned it on this uh, show before over the past few weeks. Many others, I feel, you know, share this same feeling. The baseball winter meetings is one of the more exciting times on the Major League Baseball calendar, and right about now is the time where there's always a lot of fun to talk about things, and there's also the opportunity to be able to, you know, enjoy trade anniversaries. I think you could call them the anniversaries of certain trades. You know, I had talked about in the on la, on the last Daily Hammer, the the uh, trade the anniversary of the JD Drew trade back in 2003 where the Braves acquired JD Drew and Eli Marrero and traded away Ray King, uh, Jason Marquis as well as Adam Wainwright. Yes, the Braves got to experience one of the best offensive seasons a player had had in a Braves uniform over the past 20 years, but they also missed out on one of the best pitchers in the National League over the past 15 years in Adam Wainwright. But while this perspective I'm about to give is about as, you know, optimistic as three-fourths half glass or three-fourths glass full as you could be, if you will, while the Braves traded away the career of Adam Wainwright for only one year of J.D. Drew in December of 2003, December 16, 2004, so the 17th anniversary of this trade would have been yesterday, the Braves acquired Tim Hudson from the Oakland Athletics, who went under a bit of a fire sale. They acquired Tim Hudson for the rights to for, for Charles Thomas, Dan Meyer, and Juan Cruz. Three players, two of which were, uh, were highly thought of at the time that the trade happened, but obviously, as we know, neither Meyer nor Cruz nor Thomas, no, none of those three players really had a significant career. So the Braves were able to get a very good trade in their favor at the time and a trade that only became more valuable as time went on. So while in December of 2003, 
The Braves unfortunately traded away the future of Adam Wainwright for only one year of J.D. Drew. They were able to come back a year later and find an ace for the next decade, or at times a player that would be an ace for them, in Tim Hudson. Over nine seasons, Tim Hudson, he he compiled 113 victories, which is now 10th all-time in the history of the Braves franchise. And while Tim Hudson was never consistently one of the best pitchers in the National League, the amazing thing about Tim Hudson is he got better as time went on. In August of 2008, at the age of 32, Tim Hudson underwent Tommy John surgery that kept him out between August of 2008 and August of 2009. He only threw 42 innings in 2009. But in 2010, Tim Hudson came back and had arguably the best year of his career. 228 innings in 2010, a year after coming back from Tommy John surgery. 228 innings, 17 wins, finished fourth in the Cy Young voting. And that's the thing that stood out. Between the ages of 34 in 2010, 35 in 2011, and 36 in 2012, Tim Hudson compiled 49 wins for the Braves over that time frame. To compare that production to the big three of Maddox, Glavin, and Smoltz, Tim, uh, Greg Maddox had 68 wins for the Braves, past the age of 34, Glavin had 57, and Smoltz had 53, though Smoltz obviously was used out of the bullpen as well. Nobody's comparing Tim Hudson to Maddox, Glavin, or Smoltz overall, or even after, or past the age of 34, but it does go to show just how productive Tim Hudson was in his mid-30s, and he was a big reason why the Braves, at the early part of last decade, were able to get back into playoff contention. So, yes, it certainly was not the best of things to see Adam Wainwright traded away for only one year of J.D. Drew, but the Braves did come back a bit later, and they were able to, you know, kind of right the ship, kind of weather that storm or, or minimize the impact of the loss of Wainwright over the next decade from that trade by acquiring Tim Hudson. In this year's Tim Hudson's first year of Hall of Fame eligibility, I'll be honest, I don't see him getting in the Hall of Fame at least anytime soon, but I certainly do think it's worth remembering just how productive he was for the Braves, especially later on in his career when pitchers his age nor and of his pitching style, to be honest, normally start to fall off in their careers. Tim Hudson actually had the best stretch of his career in his mid-30s, and the Braves certainly benefited. And hopefully in time, he will get Hall of Fame consideration, but it definitely should be worth remembering just how productive he was for the Braves during his time in Atlanta. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. 
And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So while the Major League Baseball lockout is preventing Major League news from happening, it's preventing players who are on 40-man rosters from being able to sign with teams. It's preventing transactions on 40-man rosters to happen in general. Basically, you're seeing very little going on across Major League Baseball. As mentioned before, non or moves with players who are not on 40-man rosters certainly can occur. Moves that are, you know, made by teams to, you know, fill out their potential spring training invites or for teams to take flyers on players, those moves currently are going on across Major League Baseball. And yesterday actually brought with it, you know, some pretty newsworthy names that are starting to sign with teams as teams are starting to use this time to get some type of depth when it comes to, again, filling out their rosters, but also taking a bit of a chance on former Major League players to see if there could be value found through minor league deals. Some notable names, especially on the outfield market, that signed with teams yesterday included Derek Fisher with the Minnesota Twins, Nomar Mazzara, former top former top pick Nomar Mazzara, who obviously, you know, for a few years was a sensible trade candidate, it seemed, for the Braves. He signed a minor league contract with the San Diego Padres. And then our old friend, Ender Inciarte, signed with the New York Yankees. So you're seeing some teams make some moves when it comes to veteran outfielders, bringing them into the fold and at least going to be able to take a look at them once the lockout ends, possibly, you know, as spring training invites to see perhaps if value could be found via minor league deals. And that brings up, you know, another interesting avenue that the Braves themselves could take. Could the Braves eventually potentially look to see if they could bring on a, a, a outfield option on a minor league deal. It will certainly be interesting to see. As we know, the Braves have been very, very good at finding free agent opportunities at all different levels. I mean, look at Guillermo Heredia, who the Braves signed, you know, for a year and $1 million for 2022. He was brought in, not expected to really be any type of contributing factor, you know, before last season. And though... His numbers did fall off. Guillermo Heredia was actually very good at the plate, or at least was more productive than many thought for the first few months of last year. And then obviously the role that he played as the, you know, just overall, you know, source of energy and encouragement for the Braves during their World Series run, he was obviously a valuable find for Atlanta before the 2021 season. Could the Braves go that same route, potentially looking to bring outfield depth in like they tried to do for the bullpen last year as well? Yes, I do think that certainly is an avenue. It'll be interesting to see if the Braves potentially were to look to find uh, one or two players that they could bring into the fold for spring training for the outfield and maybe again find a diamond in the rough at least for next season. That could be a contributing factor to an area of need when it comes to the Braves. But when it comes to Indier Enderinciarte, I know that we've already talked about him quite a bit when his days in Atlanta ended last year when he was released. But personally, I wish him the best. I do hope that Enderinciarte hopefully can regain an opportunity 
opportunity somewhere. I believe after the Braves released him, he was signed for a short time with the Cincinnati Reds, did not last long, was eventually released. But I do think in Ciarte, if he could find, refine his defensive value, there is some good reason for a team to hold on to Ciarte. Of course, if the defensive value is not there, it's hard to find offensive value with how much he struggled over the past few years, but certainly wish nothing but the best to Ciarte, especially for a team in the New York Yankees who probably could use as much center field depth as possible. So it'll be interesting to see if Ciarte over time, has a chance to potentially make the Yankees. It'll also be interesting to see if the Braves could make a similar move in the coming weeks or even month or so in adding another name or two via minor league free agency to the fold to bring them to camp to see if they might be able to find an unexpected source of outfield depth for the 2022 season. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the the talking <laughs> excuse me the daily hammer your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves I kind of got mixed up there a bit you can also find the talking chop podcast the road to Atlanta podcast all the great podcasts of the Talking Chop Podcast Network at TalkingChop.com and at TalkingChop.com on all forms of social media. Until next time, we'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. Yeah.